Hey, what's up, podcast family? Hope you guys are keeping well and keeping safe. This week, I have the real pleasure of speaking with the president and CEO of Brit Land and Engagement, Brittany Ramsey. Brittany's authentic and real approach to life and business, along with her vibrant energy, makes her an activator for sparking ideas, challenging the status quo, and leading people into action. On the podcast, we talk about finding beauty in the struggle as a leader, female empowerment in a traditionally male-dominant industry, dealing with grief and stress as a leader, how awesome Calgary is, and much, much more. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You get awesome local leaders and entrepreneur stories each week, jam-packed with their unique insights. Leave me feedback at joe at codessa.io on some of the stories questions you want to hear. I read them all, so email me now to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. podcast Brittany really excited to have you on I'm happy to be here cool so I guess for our listeners give us a little bit of background about yourself uh, what's your origin story sure so I am a born and raised Calgarian and uh, I am the oldest daughter in my family so it's my sister and I and we grew up super close to very loving parents, a really close family. And I am the lucky mother of an almost two-year-old boy. I've been married to my husband for, I think, six years. <laughs> um, and so I still live in Calgary, and I absolutely love living here. Being able to go out to the mountains is uh, one of my favorite things to do. And um, I went to UC, got my degree there, and then uh, I started at Brit actually in my last year of university. So I've been with Britland and Engagement for 13 years now. And uh, yeah, I can't believe it. It's been an awesome, wild ride. What made you want to uh, pursue a career uh, with Brits and uh, the industry you're in? Yeah, so this is an interesting question. I grew up, my sister and I talk about Brit being our third sister. We uh, always heard about Brit at the dinner table. Um, we went to all the employee parties, Christmas parties. I used to go all my PD days. I'd go to work with my dad. So Brit just was sort of a part of my life. And when I was in university, I took a degree in communications because I love dealing with people. And um, so I thought it would be fun to do some of that with my dad and with his company. Um, and uh, so I did that for a couple of years after university and it was great. I was working on communications and BD with the company. And then um, my dad got sick. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's when he was 48. So he was really young. I was about 24 at the time. And his doctor said to him, you know, if you really want to focus on your health, you have six months, you need to get out of the company. You have to, or you can't be working actively. You have to decrease your stress to be able to help manage this disease. So I kind of uh, fell head first into this role without a ton of active planning and thinking that I would be here this long or in this role. Was there anything uh, you wish you would have known when you first uh, started your role? Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I became president officially at 26. And I mean, I was totally unprepared. I had the passion and the heart and the grit to figure things out. 
but I was unprepared for at that time the rejection. I uh, I found it really hard when clients didn't believe in us and want to work with us, or when employees and team members didn't believe that I could do it, and that was so hard. So I think learning how to handle rejection handle people saying no or saying I don't believe in you and not allowing that to completely derail me and my belief in myself would be a huge part. And then also just um, trusting myself more and really figuring out how to know what my instincts are and then trust those instincts. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, business listeners uh, have their own businesses or aspiring to have their own business. Um, you mentioned rejection and how to handle that. Uh, how for you personally, Brittany, have you uh, learned to handle rejection and kind of build that thicker skin? Yeah, so it for me, it was absolutely like skill development, building that muscle and strengthening it. Um, and I mean, it takes a lot of work and effort one of the things that really helps is surrounding myself with the amazing team we have who believe in me, believe in our story, believe in our company and, you know, have my back a hundred percent of the time and I have their back. So we have that really tight bond and relationship that's been huge. And I still suffer at times with, you know, the imposter syndrome. And so it's been really important for me to figure out how do I get out of that? Like I need to identify that I'm in a place where I'm feeling um, lack of confidence or uncomfortable or scared, acknowledge that and then, okay, what does my mind shift need to be? What am I shifting? What actions am I taking? And sometimes it's just as simple as I need to get outside and go for a walk in nature and just connect back to the simple things and then get that drive and grit and determination that I know I have within myself fired up again. Um, And a creative outlet is a great way for me to do that. So I love to be able to create and come up with new ideas. And I find when people tell me I can't do something or I'm not going to be able to do it, it just that creative spirit and drive within me um, starts fueling up and I figure out a way to to prove to myself that I can. Uh, Not to spend too much time on failure and challenges, but uh, has there been anything in particular that sticks out to you? And what did you learn from that? Yeah, so my first big kind of experience with this, I think, um, was a couple years after becoming president. So I have a great, I have two great business partners. um, And at the time, only one of them was involved in the company. And uh, I was, I said to her one day, like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I don't know how to be who my dad was. And I, we realized we were trying to live and be and run the company exactly the way my dad did. And no matter what we were doing, we were never going to be a 50 year old man with 30 years of experience. Like we just had to stop living in his shadows and trying to do things and be who he was. And that was probably the most beautiful experience and learning lesson. So Figuring out who am I as a leader? What's important to me? What are my core values? How do we bring this to this company? And um, that was probably the biggest thing was to stop living in shadow of someone else. And I mean, then I've gone through now like four economic downturns and lots of struggles and hard times. And uh, what I continue to learn is that in those hard times, there's beautiful things that come out of working through constraint. And so it's 
it can suck and feel awesome, awful in the moment. But I know that once I'm through it, I will be so much stronger and deeper and uh, will have created something that didn't exist before. So I know there's beauty in the struggle now as well. You mentioned the economic downturns and dealing with that. Um, a lot of our listeners, uh, like I mentioned, have their own business. Um, and during the last few few weeks uh, during the pandemic, it's uh, many challenges, obviously. Um, for you personally, though, uh, what's been the biggest challenge for you um, the last 60 or so days? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been tough. Honestly, it's been so tough. The biggest challenge for me is um, I love our team. Like we have cultivated the best team of people um, and having to make the awful, awful decision of doing temporary layoffs because we just had such a huge, drastic and quick decline in work was gut-wrenching. Like it was the, it was the, it's been the most awful thing I've ever had to do in my career. Um, it makes me emotional just thinking about it now because I love our team. I love our people. I love what we've built together. And I hate that this is so out of my control to figure out a way to keep them. Now, luckily, the government assistance and, and funding has really helped us. So we've been able to bring a lot of our team back. And that's been amazing. My team are warriors and troopers, and they have been so graceful and understanding during all of this. Um, but it's been a huge, uh, like heart wrenching struggle dealing with the people side on my team. Absolutely, yeah. The team uh, is very important to any organization, and even hearing from you, it sounds like uh, the Brit team is uh, uh, really, really uh, foundational to your guys' success and um, uh, your company. Totally. Um, I mean, we refer to ourselves as a, the Brit family, and that's genuinely how I feel about them and how we feel about each other. So we talked a lot about uh, resilience and uh, handling rejection. Um, what would you say is a unique skill that you have that's helped you become successful? Um, I think that it's, <laughs> this sounds kind of funny. I'm not even sure if it's a skill, but I now know no other way to be in the world other than myself and to be real and authentic and vulnerable. So I don't always know everything and where to go and what to do, but I know that I can ask questions. And so I guess probably my curiosity, if I have to boil it down to one thing, is probably my greatest skill. Um, seeking to find out answers or other solutions or opportunities, asking my team, minding their brains. They have their geniuses. So minding what's in their brain, asking my clients for help. Um, so I think curiosity. If I were to ask you, what are you uh, curious about right now? It could be professionally or personally. Yeah, so we are having a lot of discussions right now of who we will be coming out of this pandemic and what are our pivots right now. So we have just spent the last couple of weeks going through our entire brand DNA and up-leveling everything that we can. And so I think the elevations around our company um, – and our brand DNA are where we're focusing right now. And that's super fun and creative juices and really enjoy that place. It's, it's how we have our beacon on to know where we're going and how we inspire our team and share our vision with them. 
So that for sure is a part of it. And I always struggle. I don't really have a separation between work and personal. For me, I have one life. I live them both. They're so very intertwined. Um, so I think that I'm doing right now just a lot of um, digging deep within myself and seeing um, what what I can elevate at Brit and uh, within myself as a leader and a mother. You mentioned having one life. Obviously, everybody has one life. Um, but you mentioned that uh, work and personal are one of the same uh, mm-hmm. for you. As a leader, for me personally, I struggle with work-life balance. I'm, I'm, it seems like I'm always working or either thinking about work. But how do you um, kind of reconcile that? And how do you balance work and, uh, I guess, uh, personal life? Yeah. I mean, it's been interesting the last couple of months, right? Because I've been working from home, which I actually love. I never, I, I always wondered what it would be like, but I actually love it. Um, I'm pretty good about taking my time. I take my weekends with my family. I used to do a lot of travel and getting away. I'm incredibly lucky that my team is um, so dialed in that, you know, I I took a 14 month mat leave and I was barely needed. Like they really ran everything without me. So we've created this architecture at work that, you know, I'm not a linchpin. So I can take the time. I trust my team. They trust me. And uh, that has been, you know, a practice over the last couple of years, but to make it forefront. I still have the nights though, where it's Sunday night and it's 1230 and all I can think about is work and I can't fall asleep. (laughs) And I allow myself those times, Um, but I just let it be really fluid. And there's times where Brit, um, the company needs a lot of my time and effort and focus. And then there's times where Brittany and my family need a lot more focus. And so that's where I kind of weave and devote my, my focus and attention. For our listeners, uh, could you maybe speak on, uh, whatever you can share, what some of the great work uh, Brits uh, doing and what you guys are up to. Yeah, for sure. So we've been around since 1986. I was actually two when the company started, um, and it it was named after me. And which always we'd have a joke with my sister because she wasn't born at the time, and and my parents weren't even sure if they would have another. So, um, and so over the last few few years, Brit has definitely evolved from where my parents started it. So it started as, you know, purely a a land um, acquisition firm or land broker. And over the last couple of years, we have added more service offerings and solutions for our clients, expanded our geographic reach. And so right now we're really focused on project managing all different aspects of non-technical risk. So anything that has to do with people, whether it's landowners, stakeholders, indigenous communities, regulators, municipalities, um, any of those non-technical risk pieces and also um, access to land. So we are taking our you know, 34 years of best practices, um, what we've learned, methods that we know that are great, combining all of that with our strategic lens and focus and going and working on projects um, that are maybe a little bit different in different industries or sectors. And uh, that's been really cool and really fun. So I'm super excited about who we are becoming and what we can offer and how we can elevate um, our clients' projects and uh, their interaction with communities. So for you, Brittany, uh, for you personally, what advice would you give somebody uh, wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? 
Uh, I think, so I'm going to speak on it in terms of being like president, CEO, and my internal title is vision blazer. So I guess being like more of a entrepreneurial business owner. Um, and I think it's really about just like figuring out what makes you happy and how you can bring that into your work every day. So I'm not an incredibly technical expert in our field. My team is amazing. They totally get it. Um, but I love sharing an inspired vision, leading with my heart, um, challenging people to rise to occasions or figuring out something new. And that's what really gets me going is anything to do with people like our team or our clients or our communities we work with. And so that's what's so important to me. And that's what I think, um, if anyone who's wanting to step into an entrepreneurial or a leadership role, I think it's just really clear with who you are as a person, what are your core values, your beliefs, and how do you bring that to your your team and your people? How do you inspire them? How do you encourage them? Um, and then I think it's really important to have um, a mindset practice. I believe mindset uh, determines everything. So making sure that you have a clear mindset, you are clear with what you're you're trying to go after and what you want to draw to you. So your beacons are on um, and that you also have a, a stress management practice. That's really important to make sure that you're handling the times of stress really well. You're not taking it out on the people you love most and you're not allowing it to impact your own personal health. What were some of the best resources that's helped you along the way uh, that's made you become such a vision blazer? Uh, well, I think for sure it's my team. Like my two business partners are spectacular. Um, and together we have done a lot of work on how we learn to communicate, how we um, up-level ourselves continually, how we dig deeper. So we work with coaches and that has been uh, pivotal for us in our transformation. So I think make and, and it's an investment, right? Like we put that time, money, energy into working with coaches. And I think that's huge. Um, I also, we're, I'm an avid learner. So I'm always reading books. Uh, a few of my favorites right now, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I also love um, Essentialism by Greg McKinnon. I find Rework a really awesome, quick little book to pick up and read. I love signing up for webinars. Um, just any way that I can expand my mind, challenge myself, um, I think is is key. Well, my next question was going to be, uh, have you read anything or listened to anything recently that inspired you, but you kind of already answered that question. So my follow-up question would be, what, what was your favorite golden nugget in the things you mentioned, the things, the books you've read, the the webinars you've listened to, what was the one key piece of information that's really uh, inspired or, or resonated with you? Um, that's a great question. I think for me, it's around um, your knowing, like finding your knowing and how you get in touch with that and get in touch with it quickly. So if you're in a situation where you feel that like, oh, I don't know if this feels aligned with me or I don't know if I want to take this action or not, figuring out a way to come within yourself instead of externally to look for answers. So that way to just connect with your deeper knowing, your your real self on you know what next step to take. What's one common myth about your profession, it could be entrepreneurship, uh, it could be your industry, uh, but what's one common myth that you'd wish would be uh, debunked? Um, 
I think for entrepreneurship that I think there's a common myth that we're making tons of money. (laughs) You know, there's times where it's great, but the risk is huge. And, you know, I, we haven't had an experience where I've had tons of dividends coming my way. So I think there's a myth around um, the amount of money that you make as an entrepreneur, because it's not the case uh, in my experience right now. And then I think in my industry, I mean, land specifically, land in oil and gas has been an old boys club. And we're really trying to break that. And I think it still exists to a certain degree, but we're seeing more women um, in positions of decision-making and management. And I think that is key and vital um, in terms of like land consulting firms, which is, you know, a big portion of our business. We are the only female owned and managed land consulting firm of our size at all that exists. Right. So I want to change that. I want more women to, to step into power and ownership uh, within these firms. And that I think would be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, you being on the podcast and being such an awesome entrepreneur yourself will inspire many, uh, inspire that change. Yeah, so. I hope so. Thank you. So um, how has Calgary changed uh, from when you first started to uh, to where you are today? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I've always loved about Calgary is, and I feel that it, so this is the opposite of what you're asking, I guess, but I think like the energy and resiliency of Calgary, I've always loved that. I just love the feel of the drive here. So that has stayed the same. I think what's changed, and I don't know if this is because I've changed or how I feel is different, but I feel like it's less corporate and stuffy and that is kind of loosened a little bit, which I really enjoy. I really enjoy like not caring caring about like wearing a super formal attire if I'm going to a business meeting downtown or um, I just like that it feels more casual I guess although I haven't been downtown in two months so um, but yeah just my feeling in Calgary I feel like uh, in the corporate world anyways it's just people can really be themselves in whatever way that that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I find uh, you could be your true self and really build that authenticity here. Um, yeah. Uh, great quality of Calgary. Yeah, totally. So this one's a little bit more tricky for you, Brittany, or maybe. Uh, but uh, what's one question that you never get asked uh, that you wish it would be asked? Yeah, this is tricky. <laughs> um, it's a great question because it makes me think. I mean... I think it's probably something around like, how do you know to trust yourself? Like um, people are always asking about, okay, your business acumen or your skills or your blah, 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 blah. But they're never getting down to what I think is the root of it, which is like connecting and knowing within yourself. Like not, not a course I go on or a book I read or something external that tells me it's like what's within me that I know. And I don't get asked a ton of questions I mean, on this podcast I have, which has actually been really cool, but I'm typically not asked a lot about like the going inwards and, and finding your own connection and knowing, which I think is so vital to being a leader and an entrepreneur and like a real team member. So something around that. Mm, okay. I mean, speaking of inwards, uh, what's one thing that uh, you're really proud of that we haven't really touched on on the podcast yet? Um, I mean, I'm just so proud of what we've built together. 
like my partners and my team and the clients who have had our back, I'm so proud with what we've built. And, um, you know, we've been speaking on some podcasts and webinars lately and sharing our story and sharing our insights into our industry and, and to um, the work we do. And it's just been really cool to hear people say, hey, I love the way you think of that, or I love how you're approaching this, or um, that has been cool. So what we've built, we've won a few awards, which is cool because it's like that tangible recognition. Um, so that has been amazing. But I think it's just like thinking back to when, you know, we first took over when my dad was sick and how crazy that was to where we are today and who we are as a company and as leaders. I'm just, I'm so proud mm. of everything we've built together. Just looking from the outside in, it looks like you guys are doing great things. And that's why that's one of the key reasons why I wanted to invite you mm. on. The, who's yeah. the mastermind behind this uh, <laughs> organization? And uh, yeah, you're proving to be a really resilient, uh, vision blazing entrepreneur, which I'm really happy to have you on. Thank um, you. Yeah, I loved loved speaking with you. It's been awesome. Cool. I uh, only have a couple more questions here. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, how was that uh, transition when you took over from your father? How was, uh, how'd that feel like for you? You know what? I've just started to unpack that in the last couple of years. Um, so on the one hand, I was incredibly humbled that he thought I could do it and he believed in us from day one. I was also, I went through a period, uh, I mean, immense fear and self-doubt. And then, so when my dad was out, he was basically out, out, like not available to help after I would say about a year, he was like out, out, focused on his health. Um, his Parkinson's has been very aggressive. And so we've had a rapid decline. And so there were a couple years there where I felt abandoned. I felt like, oh my God, I'm running this company and I don't know what the fuck to do and I don't know how to get help. And so that was why coaches became vital. Um, so there was that little feeling of abandonment, I guess, big feeling of abandonment. And then there was, um, this is where I wasn't, you know, totally congruent because there was the external Brittany who was client facing and trying to um, run the company and run the team and all that and do really well by my parents and make them proud and do all that. And then there was the Brittany of the daughter who was grieving the changes in my dad and the changes in my family. And I didn't really get an opportunity to fully go through that grief process to fully like handle all the changes and the immense pressure and stress. So it's actually been a really great healing journey in the last couple of years to uh, work through a lot of that. And to now be vulnerable with like, yeah, Parkinson's disease is tough. And, and my dad also has uh, dementia. So it's another added layer. So I now talk about that in a real way instead of just like, you know, everything's fine and I don't want clients to worry and I don't want people to think we aren't okay. Um, I'm now real in all aspects. And so that is probably the biggest thing. Wow. No, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's just tough to show your true emotions when you're so busy from your day to day and hustle. Um, totally. So really, really totally. So, um, wow. Well, people didn't think we would make it and didn't think Dana and I and my sister could do it and didn't believe in us. So I didn't want to give any of those detractors any reason to think I was weak. But now I actually realize that, you know, my real emotions and connecting with people is one of my strengths. 
where can our listeners connect with you online if they want to learn more about Brittany or Brits and all the great things uh, you're doing? Yeah, for sure. So we would love to interact with everyone. I'm happy to have conversations with people. If it's about leadership or entrepreneurship or Parkinson's or, um, you know, female um, empowerment, uh, anything like that. So I am on Twitter and uh, LinkedIn. And so is Brit. We have uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, our website. And yeah, we're always open for connecting with like-minded people. Um and, and sharing our story and, and hearing other people's stories. Yeah, so I usually like to end the podcast with a question to the audience, a quarter of a story. So I think something that's really resounding with me is uh, from what I recently read from Untamed uh, book by Glennon Doyle. And it's the concept of letting it burn, letting it all burn so that the new can grow. And that's, I think, the phase that I'm at and we're at with Brit is what are we letting burn so that the new beautiful can grow through? And uh, I love that concept, reframing, you know, something that's tough and challenging that we're going through as an opportunity to burn away the old so the new can grow through. 